Limit Break Radio. <laughs> Limit Breaking News. www.limitbreakradio.com Welcome to another edition of Limit Breaking News. Today, a very exciting Limit Breaking News. Joining me uh, from the Limit Break Radio programming staff, we've got Vicky as well as Juxtaposition. And then we've also got two former guest hosts joining us today. We've got Nelia and Hearist. How's everyone doing today? Good. Really good. And no maintenance extensions. Yes. <laughs> Here we are at at 8:35 p.m. Uh, on uh, update day, and still seeing maintenance. And uh, I know a lot of people frustrated, but we've got a lot to cover here. So hopefully, by the time that we're done, we'll be able to log in. Hopefully, doubtfully. Hopefully, <laughs> I know we have about an hour left. At least, so they say. Yeah. So cool. they. So they say. So they well, say. if this is the recording of an episode, we might actually have maintenance done by the time we're done. Well, just <laughs> the, you've got a point there. The length of the update uh, notes is uh, is fairly large, so we it may be the first episode of limit breaking news. Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll be able to get this done in uh, in some good order. We're covering the June 2010 update, and this is a very momentous update because it is the first time in years, what, five years, six years, something like that, that we've seen uh, like the, that. the level cap increase. Yep, since the alert. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long, long time. So uh, finally, the new level cap increase. Uh, we've also got uh, uh, a lot of new stuff to talk about, a lot of new gear. Um, so, uh, so of course, uh, we got to get right into the content. But first, before we do that, I got to just say that we released a new show over on the Limit Break Radio Network called Riddle Me This. It's hosted by Ring3, and I really, really want to encourage everyone to go check this show out. Uh, it's uh, it's really a great show. It's an endgame podcast, the first endgame podcast uh, for Final Fantasy XI that I know about, an exclusively endgame, that is. Um, and uh, definitely the first endgame podcast from the Limit Break Radio Network, except for Simply Juxta, right? Right, Juxta? Yes. It was totally yes. endgame. Uh, endgame because it's over. <laughs> uh, but definitely go check out Riddle Me This. It's a great show, and uh, I really hope everyone enjoys it. We really want to hear your feedback. Uh, you can send feedback directly to them at uh, riddlemethis at limitbreakradio.com, but you can also go to our forums, which will be updating very, very soon. And uh, and you can give us feedback there. That's that's the the quickest, most effective way to give us feedback. But we're here to talk about the June 2010 Final Fantasy XI update. Oh man! Uh, uh, just uh, before we get started here, I kind of want to go and ask each of you uh, what your thoughts so far reading the update. Of course, uh, you know, not yet being able to get a hands on for it, but you know, just reading it. How do you guys feel? so far about this update and uh we'll start with Nelia. all i can say is dancer less than three yeah dancer <laughs> love the stuff we've given us dancer so getting a huge huge update in this and uh you know not uh, including i mean dual wield getting a natural yes. dual wield that's fantastic that opens it's your sub job open your, your sub job options open up uh, uh so much with that yes they do i'm i'm 
I'm excited. <laughs> I, I, I bet. Excited to sub Samurai. That one, I'm sure that's that's just that's gonna be silly. <laughs> and and the and the other way around, because now Sam's can sub dancer and get reverse flourish. Like they need any more TP. <laughs> A lot of players are going to want to be able to sub dancer pretty uh frequently I, so long so long as dual wield's strong enough because if, if dual wield's only at level one people might might be like eh, that's not quite enough right but if it's right. dual wield two that they can sub at, at you know before the 99 cap they're gonna want to be using this whenever they don't need shadows you know i I'll, I'll tell you something uh i am very glad that i leveled my dancer to 37 um but uh but here is also joining us today what do you think of the update I have mixed feelings. Some of this stuff is really win, but they hit reserved Red Mage the first nerf they've gotten in several years. So I'm I'm kind of looking at my pitchfork, seeing if I can carry it with which, me for a while. Which specifically is what? What are you exactly referring to when, um, when you say Red Mage gets nerfed? They've removed, uh, or at least at this point, it can only be assumed that they removed the uh, the hate levels on a lot of our spells and they have adjusted the the work on uh aquavale which uh aquavale i don't know if you you knew red mage could breach a hundred percent um uh of aquavale's effect so basically a red mage could stack it so they could never be interrupted huh and now that they've changed aquavale you can't do that anymore and with the hate spells being reduced, uh, the concept of a, a red mage tank is gone. Uh, if they've adjusted it you know, the way we fear, many people would have said that a red mage tank would have been laughable to begin with. But I see your point. So, <laughs> Juxta, what do you think, man? What are you thinking of the update here? Um. Well, like Hirist said, uh, red mage kind of gets the a little bit of a nerf while everyone gets a boost but uh this is what i would say is a pretty positive direction for a final fantasy 11 because everyone is getting something like people would say that sams and monks wouldn't need anything in regards of like uh, more damage increase mm. but they're also changing sams to like have more of a skill chain focus and Perhaps monks may be a new tank with no more red mage tanks. So you know, <laughs> I'm I'm saying that it's uh, a very very positive outlook for Final Fantasy. Right um, on. Unless unless you're a ninja, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, how about you? What do you think of uh, uh, of this brand new update here? I'm actually excited for all of the reasons that Harris is not excited. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> basically, I have seen so many people tank as Paladin Red Mage, and to me, that's a sin. Paladin Warrior for the win, and now all of the new updates that Sub Warrior is getting all the damage reduction, all of the enmity loss reduction. It's amazing. And also now, if you actually play Red Mage as Red Mage should be played, you're less likely to take hate when casting new or casting uh, sleep and casting other spells like in endgame situations so for me that's a win-win i Fair love enough. paladin i love that they get so much new sub warrior um buffs so i'm really really excited for that excellent yeah there's a lot to uh there's a lot to discuss here so uh why don't we just jump right in uh, uh thanks everyone for uh for sharing your opinions but uh, we're going to start with the event-related adjustments. Uh, new quests based primarily in areas introduced since Wings of the Goddess expansion have been added. 
Um, the following additions and revisions have been made to the Trial of the Magians. Several new trials have been added. The uh, Magian Spectacles item has been added and is now available for purchase from the Magian Moogle in Rulu Gardens. Using this item will summon forth the Trial Log, which players may examine to review their trial progress. And then quotas for certain trials have been reduced. The reduced quotas will be reflected even for trials already in progress, which is good news for someone who is in the middle of one of those kill 3000 X in X weathers, because uh, those definitely did need a, a reduction. Hopefully, uh, uh, you know, those players will see uh, some relief when it comes to that. The following changes have been made to Moblin Maze Mongers. A new Maze Voucher has been added. Maze Voucher 09 MMM Revitalization Team. Mazes created with uh, the new Revitalization Team Voucher will pit players against powerful, notorious monsters with the goal of dealing as much damage as possible within the 15-minute time limit. Even if unsuccessful in slaying their foe, players will be eligible for rewards based upon Upon its remaining hit points. Upon creating your first revitalization team maze, the Maze Master Sadistic, I like that name, will uh, <laughs> present you with the MMM members card item. Trade this item to Sadistic after each battle, and he will record your best scores, allowing you to unlock more as your uh, unlock more more foes as your rank increases. Now this uh, this new little system here might be attached to some of the MMM items that have been floating around the dat lists that have been uh, making their way around uh, the internet. The one that we're going to be using this afternoon is uh, from the downright fierce ls.org site and we'll be uh, linking that in our show notes. Um, also, the time restriction for ordering a maze is now 24 hours Earth time. Since you last placed an order previously, the counter would reset each day, whether or not 24 hours had passed. So they're placing a hard 24-hour restriction on that. Uh, a new area, Walk of Echoes, has been added. We, uh, we learned a little bit more about Walk of Echoes. Some players... Very surprised at what Walk of Echoes is, and uh, others very disappointed, but uh, that's for another day. Entering the Walk of Echoes, uh, players may uh, warp to the Walk of Echoes by examining the... the vertical conflux located in Zarkabard in the Shadow Realm, while in possession of the Koopa Fried's Medallion Key Item, the key item may be purchased by examining the same conflux and speaking with the Moogle Koopa Fried. Uh, to enjoy the battle content offered within Walk of Echoes, players must be level 70 or above and have progressed to the Kate Sith mission in Wings in the Wings of the Goddess expansion. This is a surprise because of the low requirements to enter uh, the this zone. Uh, Kate Sith is not very long into the Wings of the Goddess cutscenes, and a lot of people were thinking, oh, you're going to have to have this, like, done up to you know where where we were before this update in the in the narrative uh to to be able to enter walk of echoes not so only have to get kate sith done what do you guys think about that 
Perhaps it's a direction change from uh, what they were doing with Chains for Mithia, because what we saw with that was you had to get almost towards the end of it to have an access to this new zones, and they're now backstepping on that. They're, they're now making it very easy to go through those missions and, and to get to those zones. This is probably a new approach to what they're doing for their endgame content. Uh, instead of making you go through the missions, now you have it early, and now that you have it, you're more encouraged to go through the missions and understand why you're there. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess, fair enough. I don't know, I kind of, maybe I'm being the old fuddy-duddy, but I, I was a little bit disappointed that you didn't yeah, I, have no, to be I a little agree. bit farther in the in the storyline. I don't know, just to me, I mean, Kate Sith is so early, I mean, Kate Sith is the... What like the third mission or something? It's like <laughs> right fourth, yeah. It's like right after you get the the cutscenes where you enter the past. I mean, you don't have to do much more than have just unlocked the wings of the goddess zones. That to me is a little bit disappointing. Sh- I think it should have been a little bit farther on, but well, whatever. That's just me. Well, they tease you twice when the, you get into that situation. By the time you've uh reached the Kate Sith mission by the time you've completed it, you've already been, at least in cutscenes, in the Walk of Echoes twice. So maybe this is, you know, after the first time you didn't know what was going on, but by the second time you can actually stop there. Who knows? I don't know. Um, The Walk of Echoes battlefields, upon arrival at the Walk of Echoes, players will encounter several more vertical confluxes, each of which act as a portal to a battlefield. Uh, The need to lay claim to battlefields has been omitted from the Walk of Echoes, and anyone may enter and partake in battle until maximum capacity of 36 adventures has been reached. The time limit for each battle is 30 minutes, with no extensions possible. The clock will start ticking the instant the enemy is engaged and participants must vanquish all monsters that appear within the allotted time in order to secure victory. The key item Cooperfied's medallion will be uh, expended upon entry into the battlefield. To reacquire the key item, players must wait one Vonadelian day before examining the vertical conflux located in Zarkabard S once more. So it sounds like you can only go into Walk of Echoes uh, every uh, once every Vonadelian day. Um, so, and, you know, it's only 30 minutes. It's limited to 36 adventurers. Um, so it's going to be, uh, going to be interesting to see how, um, you know, the difficulty is adjusted, uh, uh, based on how, you know, uh, how many people are in there. I mean, that just seems like a, like a, a pretty, pretty odd variable to put in there. Like, yeah, all right, well, you can take as many people as you want up to 36. And if you don't take 36, you're going to get random people with you. So I, I don't know, kind of, kind of weird to me, but whatever. Well, I mean, the real X factor is is how how is this system going to work with the possibility of just random people walking in here? I mean, you have a right. timer to work with. You don't have as many participants as you need to complete it. Are you going to be open to these people who are wanting to come in to help for a chance to, to lot on the loot? Or are you going to want to impose a point system on this? It, it would be very difficult to, does, to do so. Does this system lend itself to griefing? You know what? If, um, let's say, like a Dark Knight item drops or whatever, and then a bard comes in and lots, I mean, what can you do besides try to... Yeah, there's no obligation since you're not in a link shell or anything. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, just a thought that it may lead to griefing. Um, 
Temporary items will be made available to the player should certain conditions be fulfilled. While these, uh, 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 while these will be distributed among all players, the type of item attained by each character will be determined randomly. The number of battlefields available at first will be limited, but more can be unlocked in succession by cooperating with other players and securing victory in preceding battlefields. Additional battlefields are being planned for future version updates. Now we get to the important part, the rewards. Uh, battlefield participants will have numerous opportunities to obtain reward items. All participants may cast lots upon items dropped by monsters. See, that's the part that may lend itself to griefing. Vanquishing all foes within the allotted time will pr uh, produce a treasure chest, and only those participants whose uh, contribution to the battle was deemed satisfactory will be granted the right to cast lots upon the contents. So maybe not. Maybe Maybe that's maybe that's how they will control the griefing uh, if it happens. Um, it depends on what items are being dropped by the monsters and what items are being dropped in these treasure chests. Um, highly evaluated combatants will be further rewarded uh, with bounty benefiting their standing. Please be warned that regardless of the remaining time, all par all participants will be transported. Uh, from the battlefield five minutes after either victory is secured or the treasure chests are open. Any treasures that remain undistributed by that time may end up in unforeseen hands or be claimed by none at all. So cast those lots, folks. Now, here's yes, the question. Lots. <laughs> now, all, what they're saying is that, all right, to prevent the griefing, you're going to have to participate to a certain level. But how is that going to be determined? And especially when it comes to highly evaluated combatants, what are they using for a system like that? Because a lot of people put into question the union system and how that works. Yeah, you know, uh, the the union system is one that seems to be, uh, uh, you know, very odd. Um, so, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. You know, I, I it seems like. I, you know, I just don't because I don't even really know still what to think of the union system because nothing really drops out of that. That's like that important. I mean, I've seen the Fey weapons drop out of that, but I think that's about it. That's that's like the only interesting thing I've ever seen come out of, you know, those union chests aside from things you can sell for Gil. So I well, think yeah, it depends. Currency, yeah. You know. Well, yes, the currency, too. But if you're serious about getting currency, you're probably not going to be campaigning. You're going to be dynamising and then trying to get those currencies when they happen to drop in, uh, it, it, you know, from a campaign union. But, it, you know, uh, it just it seems like a very odd system. And whenever I join a union, there's like one guy that wins half the treasure pool. <laughs> and it, yeah, does that ever happen to anyone else? It's like yeah. one guy yeah. wins half of everything. Man. The other thing I noticed was that uh, you have to wait one Benadelian day before going back there. Right. So you so you could basically do this once at, like once every hour. Yeah, so, it, it lasts thirty minutes. You get out, you wait thirty minutes, and go back in. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot like uh, Fields of Valor, except instead it's almost a dynamis battlefield that you can do like Fields of Valor. It's like so, a combination of all the things we have so far, like Fields of Valor, Campaign, and Dynamis. Once again, I yeah. think I, I think that it's going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's going to be the driving factor is what are the actual rewards. So Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's my question, too. <laughs> 
All right. So there's a, oh, a good cha- uh, a good possibility for griefing, but I think the fact you can do it once every hour will make up for that. So you may get griefed once, but hopefully you won't run into the same guy twice, or you have everyone else try to like I don't know kick him out or something, you know. So. But then you wonder how rare is this going to be? Because if people can just do this every hour, and the, if the drops are like really awesome, then like everyone's going to have it. So it makes you wonder how rare the drop rates are actually going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Uh, moving now to Abyssia. Hear us. Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit about Abyssia here. All right. Well, it starts with the title. What is Abyssia? That is a good Abyssia- question. Abyssia is a realm composed of battle areas created f- uh, with characters level 75 and above in mind. There, players may enjoy myriad rewarding activities such as leveling, engaging in thrilling battles with, against fearsome foes, and collecting powerful equipment. Characters must be level 30 or above to play Vision of Abyssia. Furthermore, users must have installed and registered Rise of the Zealot and Wings of the Goddess expansions. Um, and of course, they show pictures on the actual site of these zones, which is essentially Lathine, Konskat, and Tarangi, and kind of dynamicified. Yeah. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's kind of cool looking, though. It's like red sunsetty skies. Kind of pretty. Mm-hmm. I see squids there. Um, <laughs> uh, and I find it funny because they're mentioning level 30 or above, yet 75 and above content in mind. Yeah. I don't yeah I, they don't want to restrict you, I guess, but that's really low. Traveling to Abyssia. Entering Port Juno with a character level 30 or above will trigger an event cutscene, after which players will receive their first mission offer along with a Traverser Stone key item required to journey to Abyssia. Traverser Stones. A Traverser Stone can be obtained from the Port Juno NPC Joachim, who will have additional stones in stock every 20 hours Earth time. Adventurers may call on Joachim at their convenience to collect their due amount of stones that has accumulated over time. Three stones will initially be the maximum amount you can may possess at one time, but this number can be increased to four after certain conditions are fulfilled. How to enter Abyssia. With a character level 30 and above in possession of a Traverser Stone, examine a cavernous mall located at one of the areas listed below. You subsequently will be transferred to the corresponding Abyssia. Lafine Plateau, Consket Highlands, Trongi Canyon. Necessary preparations. Visitant status. The visitant status is essential for those wishing to journey to Abyssia. You will be permitted to remain there only while this status is active. Upon arrival to Abyssia, speak with the Conflux Surveyor NPC posted nearby to be granted the visitation status in exchange for Traverser Stones. One stone will allow you a 30-minute Earth time stay, with 120 minutes being the maximum permitted duration. Methods exist that allow players to extend their visitant duration. Players must acquire visitant status within five minutes Earth time of arriving in Abyssia. Failure to do so will result in automatic expulsion. Visitant duration continues to decrease even after logout. Players who log into Abyssia with their visitant status already worn off will find themselves instantly expelled. So a timed zone is what we're basically looking at uh with uh abyssia um and and it seems as if you will exchange your stones getting getting in uh gotten in rulud gardens uh to an npc in abyssia uh and that will you know uh dictate your duration 
Um, a little bit like assault, except you don't get kicked out every 30 minutes and have to go back to uh, the NPC. You just say, here, here's three of them, and, you know, let me let me hang out for a while. Um, but, uh, again, you know, the timed... The time zones. I, I I think I've said this before, but this is what I was kind of worried about with Abyssia. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of worried about this, and I'm not sure how it's gonna pan out. I'm I'm optimistic, but at the same time, gotta say, just reading this, a little disappointed. Well, it seems to me like it's an open instance uh, where anybody can join at, at any time, but there's so much to explore. That you know you're not going to explore it all within obviously the the timer you're given, and I think the reason why they impose that timer is they don't want one group sitting in there for days all the day, time you know, yeah, all I, the time getting everything that you can possibly get in there in one sitting okay i, I when you say that when you say it like that, I guess I, I I'm with you there i can I can understand that, I guess. I was just hoping it would be like an actual battlefield where we can go and explore because I'm just like I want a new area that we can just go to. Like this yeah. time stuff makes it feel like it's you know it's not like real complete expansion material. I want some like big area. I don't know. You know, being limited, it's it's it is a little disappointing. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with with the way that they've kind of sold Abyssia, I would hope that you know one of the future add-ons would contain a static zone or two or three. But it just seems like you know, in, in this update, we were like, yeah, we've got Abyssia. There're probably going to be new zones there. But even if there isn't, we've got Wakvecos. That's a new zone. And no, it's not. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are new places to go and new places to explore, but. But you've only got a limited amount of time. Um, so uh, so why don't we talk about uh, re-entry here? All right. Re-entry into Abyssia. Players will automatically be transported out of Abyssia when their visitant status wears off. To re-enter Abyssia, you must first obtain more Traverser Stones. Please note that 60 minutes Earth time must elapse before your next visit to Abyssia. Those who voluntarily leave Abyssia with greater than five minutes of visitant duration remaining are not subject to this wait. Since the character's visitant duration and waiting time is common across all Abyssia areas, you may move freely between areas so long as the effect duration permits. Upon re-entering, however, even those with carryover visitant duration must have the status reissued by a conflict surveyor. Be warned that leaving Abyssia at this point without reacquiring the status will render your remaining time invalid. Good to know. Yep, note that players who are expelled from Abyssia for failing to acquire visitant status within five minutes are subject to the above-mentioned 60-minute waiting time. So don't forget about that visitant status. That's pretty important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or yep. else you'll be waiting for 60 minutes. And the yeah. icon's really cool. It's like a red moon or something. Yeah, yeah. Pretty neat. All right, let's see. Journeying within Abyssia. Abyssia can be considered a collection of expansive battlefields, the entry to which does not require claim. It can be accessed by any character fulfilling the requirements. Encampments and teleportation devices have been established throughout all areas to facilitate continuity of progress from one visit to the next, allowing rewarding adventuring without the need for large time investments. Okay, that's good, I guess. Yeah. Um, quests. There are several quests that can be undertaken in Abyssia. At first, only a limited number of NPCs will offer quests, but others will come to trust you with their play as you continue to prove your worth. That's kind of cool. I mean, as yeah, you the- as you continue, like as you do some quests, others open up. All right, all right. No, yep. 
All right, so um, Notorious Monsters. Abyssea is inhabited by hordes of fearsome Notorious Monsters, and dauntless adventurers can arrange a confrontation through any one of several methods, such as defeating certain other creatures or using trigger items. Such monsters are known to have weaknesses which, when exploited, will allow adventurers to impair their foe's movement and abilities. Striking a foe's weakness may also cause the creature to yield additional treasures and defeat, but the probability will decrease if the same strategy is applied repeatedly. I mm. seem to remember some Tricky. a lot of people joking about hit the weak spot from Vanifest, and I guess that it was in in relation to uh, Abyssea. That's interesting, though, because if you use the same strategy, the probability of rare items will increase, so you have to vary what you're doing. Yeah, that's, that is really interesting. Hmm. So it's not just, you know, stand there and someone tanks it while the black may just nuke the crap out of it. You actually have to change your strategies. The items. The creatures of Abyssea yield unique items found nowhere else in the known world. As before, players may cast lots on treasures dropped by felled enemies. Treasure chests are also known to appear on occasion. And Cruor is a versatile substance which serves as the currency in Abyssea. It can be obtained by defeating monsters or as rewards for quest completion. There are NPCs who will accept your Cruor and offer equipment and key items in exchange. Cruor is also the power source needed to activate the aforementioned teleportation devices. So it's like ampules. Yeah, or any number of jetons or yeah. uh, zenny, whatever the crap. Uh, there's so many of these, I can't even... <laughs> Can't even keep them all straight anymore. <laughs> Let's see. Bases, encampments, and facilities. Upon arriving in Abyssalia, you will find yourself at a central base. These strongholds are home to helpful NPCs who will grant, vis- who will grant visitant status and assist your cause in countless other ways. All right. Conflict surveyors. Ever working to unlock the mysteries of interdimensional travel, these NPCs will afford players with visitant status. Besides allowing you to remain in Abyssea, visitant status also makes you eligible for experience point bonuses and other benefits available upon fulfilling certain conditions. Crewer prospectors. Crewer is such a hard word to say. Yeah. Prospectors. These enterprising types will provide you with items, temporary items, key items, and status benefits in exchange for some of the crewer that you've amassed. This next thing, I'm not really sure I understand. Atma infusionists. Adventurers who possess one of the many varieties of Atma key items and have fulfilled certain conditions may speak to one of the alchemical adepts to unlock its powers. Atma may be acquired by exploiting the weaknesses of the notorious monsters that inhabit Abyssea. The powers granted by infused Atma will only be effective while you're in Abyssea. So basically, if you exploit a mob's weakness, you just, I mean, you get stronger buffs for the time being or something? It might be a set of unique buffs depending on which monsters you're defeating. Mm Because it says that it has a list of key items instead of just one key item. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Weird. I'm I'm just showing my uh, Final Fantasy age here. I'm surprised they actually use the term Atma. Yeah, uh, uh, Atma weapon. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, there's a few things left here. The veridical confluxes. The world of Abyssea is vast and often intimidating. To traverse the realm with greater ease, players will want to make effective use of the veridical confluxes scattered about each area. First, a conflux must be activated by examining it and paying a nominal fee in crewer. Once a conflict has been activated, you may spend additional crewer to warp instantaneously from it to any other conflicts that you have activated in the area. The central base of each area contains a conflux, which is the conflux number one, to which players may teleport free of charge. 
So it uh, sounds like a pretty expansive, expansive area. Well, I mean, all of those areas, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Tarangi and Lathine and Constate, they're all very large zones. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I guess um, you can just warp all over if you have the crew to pay for it. Yeah. The question I have in this is, if you activate a, a vertical conflux, does it stay activated? Yeah, like, the next time you come in. The next time you come in. That is a good question. A person that is, progress. yeah. I, I, for some reason, I doubt it. Because, I mean, if you have 120 minutes in here, you can run around and activate the mall, and then say there's an NM at the other end of the zone, you're just going to go warp to it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that depends on how much uh, of this currency you're getting, because it says you have to activate each one of them. It might take a lot of currency to do so. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. I would hope I it know. saves. I would hope it saves, you know, when, when you re-enter, but... Yeah, yeah does, and does it say if Kruor stays, like, the next time you enter, or do you have to re-obtain it? I'm sure it sounds I'm, like it stays. Yeah, I would hope so. All right, let's see. Mar- Martellos. Another device you will find throughout the Abyssinian landscape is the Martello. These curious metallic contraptions allow players to restore their HP or MP and cure themselves of status ailments. Martellos are powered by a magically endowed fuel that will gradually be depleted with each use. A Martello whose fuel tank is empty must be replenished before it can be used again. Replenishment of Martellos is handled through a quest that may be undertaken by speaking to the machine outfitter NPC at the central base. This NPC will also offer another quest by which players may install spare tanks to increase a Martello's maximum fuel capacity. Note that players may not carry both the Martello fuel and fuel tank key items at once. The two quests must be undertaken separately. Furthermore, leaving the area, logging out, or getting expelled from Abyssea will cause the loss of the key items requiring the quest to be restarted. Interesting. This yeah, sounds what, more more like it's it's based off of individual progress rather than uh, you know it's uh, a group thing. Because if you're having an open battlefield where many people can go in and check these martellos, how are you going to determine if it's full or not is it the fact that you know someone can walk in there empty it and then you can't suddenly use it i don't know maybe uh yeah, that's... Well, maybe uh maybe it stops glowing i mean we see in the picture here that it glows yellow uh maybe it stops glowing when it's out of juice or something but yeah you know who who do you you know decide who goes back to to refill it yeah, because then you're going to go back and refill it, and then by the time you get back, there's just going to be people waiting there, and they're going to suck it all up, and then you're not going to get it, and you're the one that spent the work refilling it. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's still some unknowns there, but uh, but interesting. It seems to be based off the, uh, you know, the mantelet from uh, Campaign, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next thing, battling the Abyssan hordes. It seems that even though multiple people can be in, it's still... Um, you can still go with parties to get certain rewards. It says, upon commencing battle with an Abyssinian fiend, the attacking party or alliance will lay claim to that foe, and other adventurers will be unable to participate in the fight thereafter. So maybe if your party is fighting a mob and it drops an item, only your party will get to lot on it, maybe? Or... Sounds like normal mob rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. though, because maybe, maybe it kind of sounds like that possibly everyone in the whole entire zone is working together and so you maybe you want to split up and destroy different monsters not really sure yeah i'm not sure why they would include this unless to kind of distinguish it from the way that walk vecos functions yeah probably 
So the strength of the Abyssinian monsters and the frequency with which they appear will vary based upon the party's level and the speed with which similar foes have been dispatched. High-level parties will draw the attention of even more formidable fiends, and slaying foes in short order will see the equally rapid arrival of reinforcements. Adventurers in Abyssinia will face a challenge that is constantly adapting in accordance with their abilities. The XP bonuses afforded by dedication in Corsair's role will not apply within Abyssinia. Jerks. <laughs> kind of if you're in there with a, a party who's you know not very strong you're killing kind of slow the monsters aren't going to bombard you they're going to come at you at a rate with which your abilities can handle right yeah interesting. yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting how it adjusts to your play style which makes me wonder how it reads or determines that play style or or you know effectiveness or you know it's just it the, the i'm very interested to see this system Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that takes care of uh, most of the stuff that we're going to be seeing with uh, with Abyssinia. Why don't we take a look at battle related? Well, first of all, I think um, just a little minor note is the job level cap has been increased to level eighty. <laughs> <laughs> that probably won't have much of an effect on anything, so we'll just skip right over that. Now, to, uh, to increase your character's job level to 76 and beyond, players must complete the new level limit break quest, New Worlds Await, offered by the Nomad Google Station at Rulud Gardens. And it has been uh, datmined that to, uh, to complete this quest, you will need uh, three limit, or excuse me, three merit points and five kindred seals. Focus. I just used all my freaking merit points on Friday. Oh no! <laughs> I've got I've got like two and a half merit points, so I'm like it's halfway focused. there. Now everyone's going to be meriting or campaigning, so I'm going to have I'm gonna, not going to get to level seventy six for a week. <laughs> yeah, four, that's true. I have four accumulated. Yay! I There's have so zero because someone told me I should work on my buffer. <laughs> yeah, I capped out four jobs so that I could instantly ding 76, and now I'm not even going to be able to do it for a while. <laughs> Go merit before you can XP. <laughs> I know, right? It's so stupid. Ugh. I mean, why can't you just give us a quest? Like, travel to some unknown land, click a question mark, and call it good. I mean, I'm okay with those. Oh, well, I, you know, I'm actually not not too disappointed with the, the, the quest requirements. I don't actually think it's that difficult, so... Yeah, um, we'll see when there's 2,000 people trying to claim one camp, so... <laughs> yeah, leveling is going to definitely be pretty interesting. Um, there, I mean, you know, when these when the when the server floodgates open, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm not even going to log on for a while. <laughs> well, I'm watching my screen right now, waiting for that play button to light up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, also on your way to level 80, they have added new job abilities. Uh, for warriors, you get restraint at level 77, which enhances your weapon skill power with each normal attack you land, but then prevents you from dealing critical hits. Monks will get perfect counter at level 79, which will allow you to counter the next attack directed at you. I'm sure Ellison is going to be ecstatic about that. It's it's actually it's not that bad with the delay only being one minute. That's, yeah, that's one minute. That's, that's pretty cool. That is really nice. I mean, it's it's kind of like on par with Samurai's um, uh, uh, Segan and Third Eye. Um, yeah, it's it's right around there. Which I'll tell you, I mean, it's not you can't really take tank anything, but it'll save your ass when you need it. So cool stuff there. 
Yeah, definitely very nice. Uh, Black Mages get a new ability at 76 called Mana Wall, which will allow you to take damage with MP. So. That's strange, but it intrigues me. Yeah, I'm curious to what, see what, what that actually is. What I'm, does that mean? It, it sounds like you get hit, and instead of losing HP, you lose MP. Oh, okay. Oh, th- I guess that makes sense, but that's also kind of dumb. Kind of <laughs> not what you want to do. Right, yeah. MP. But I mean, if you're, yeah. maybe, I wonder, maybe if you're dying or you're running, like you aggro something, and you're like so close to the zone, okay, and you yeah. have like 10 HP left, and you pop. <laughs> ability and then you just take damage at mp i don't know but it, it, no, I mean, it's even in <laughs> end game situations somehow where you have these mass aoe's that you can't always escape you can throw up mana wall and it's better to you know end up with zero mp and be able to either convert or rest for mp than uh for you to you know sit there and be dead and have to be raised and then wait five minutes for the yeah i guess i guess yeah, with agreed. with convert i could see that being useful yeah mm-hmm Interesting a stuff. Mage, a black mage with zero MP is only marginally more useful than a black mage with zero HP. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, thieves will begin to despoil mobs with at level 77, allowing them to steal items from an enemy while inflicting a status ailment upon it. So when a mob is sleeping and they suddenly wake up, you can blame the thief now. They put a dot on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's a status ailment? It doesn't say DSA, but it could be, I guess. Yeah, it could, it, it, that's true. It could be. It'll be random. Never get to choose. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, if it's random, if there's, you know, no, no method to it, that could be very interesting. Paladins will learn Divine Emblem at level 78 which will enhance their accuracy of their next divine magic spell and increase increases enmity. Yeah, buddy. I wonder so how that's... it works with Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that don't know. Too. You cap your enmity instantly. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, Dark Knights will gain Nether Void at level 78, increasing the absorption of their next dark magic spell. Nah. Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Enix wants you to start casting. I know. I've noticed between <laughs> between that between that and and the the job trade at level forty and the tier threes. The, the, well, the do tier you think new- that'll maybe enhance uh, absorb TP? I mean, more yeah, TP. I think so. I you know what? It, it'll probably affect most of the absorbs. Uh, the, the question. It should. I mean, if it if it dark magic spell, it should uh, uh, apply to uh, drain, drain two, and asper. So and asper two, asper two, asper two now. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that's. I guess it'll keep me alive. I was hoping for something that made me hit harder or more often. Well, you get more TP with absorb TP. That, all right, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, Rangers, at level 79, they learn Double Shot, occasionally uses two units of ammo to deal double damage. Uh, Samurais will learn Segenkori at 77, which will grant a bonus to skill chains and magic bursts initiated by your next weapon skill. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, (laughs) I gotta say. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure everyone will gladly say that samurais didn't need anything 
but I don't think anyone will but deny. skill chains is cool. I mean, especially now that Samurai can self-skill chain a lot easier, yeah. having stuff like that. It's oh, real yeah, nice. True. I'm not saying they didn't deserve this. I'm saying that no one can, like, hate on them for getting that, because that's what Samurais do. They skill chain, you know? Yep. Good point. Yeah, definitely. Or it's that that's what they should be doing. Bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ninjas get Futai at level Futa- 70. Probably Futai. 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 They get to Futai. eat food with their... <laughs> No, Futai, 77. Tai. <laughs> Pretty much. Grants a bonus to your next elemental jujitsu spell by expending two ninja tools. Fail. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> so man. SE wants ninjas to start casting as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what ninjas are made for in Fabling, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they do now. No, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Dragoons at 77 get to jump some more with Spirit Jump. Delivers a short jumping attack on a targeted em- enemy, which suppresses enmity. Effect is enhanced when your wyvern is present. It's super, super jump. It's more jumping <laughs> power. Jumping is awesome. As if they needed to jump more. Well, they're dragoons. Leave them alone. That's, that's all they know how to do is jump. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks they, they, awesome. You can't deny that. It's so cool. They have wyverns to take pity on them because they can just jump. <laughs> uh, summoners get uh, three new blood packs. They get blood pack Rage Holy Mist at 76, dealing light elemental damage to an enemy. Blood pack Rage Lunar Bay at level 78, which deals darkness damage to an enemy. And blood packed Rage Night Terror at level 80, which also deals darkness damage to an enemy. Right. I know nothing about Summoner. <laughs> yep, it sounds like it's going to be Carbuncle, Fenner, and Diablos. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, why sounds not. about right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Corsairs get two new rolls. 76, they get Bolter's roll, which increases movement speed for party members within the area of effect. Uh, yeah. do, not, do not bust that. That would be bad. that's funny we'll begin griefing everyone (laughs) no i think they i think busts only happen on the corsair so no griefing no it Uh, it, it does i'm pretty sure doesn't it yeah it does it's party yeah everyone yeah Mm -hmm. yeah bust only affects i thought only affects the uh corsair i swear it was only the corsair i don't know Anyway, uh, 79, they also get Caster's Roll, which enhances fast cast effect for party members within the area of effect. Also very cool. Very nice. We are happy for that one. Yes. Yeah, that one's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, I just asked a a Corsair that plays Corsair. He said that it does affect everybody. Does it? Oh, Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, Tactical switch for puppeteers at level 79. Swaps the TP... Of Master and Automaton. Puppet Masters will begin self-skill chaining, apparently. Or maybe the puppets will. I'm not sure which will. Who is stronger now? Is the Automaton or the puppets? The puppets. The puppets are stronger. I mean, mean, especially with this update, Pup seems to be getting a decent amount of things. Dude, for, for real, that's actually not that bad. I mean, considering when you, you know, when you really consider the damage output of, uh, of, of Pup... Uh, you know, specifically for the puppet itself, but uh, I think that the best returns you get are from the magic frame. 
So no. I'm not sure. Yeah. Then again, I know f- all about pop. So <laughs> the way I see this, the way I see this is puppets now. Be, puppet masters now have two TP pools. I mean, whether the puppet is using it or the puppet master, they have two pools of TP to work with. That's that could be potentially really powerful. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, dancers. No, they didn't get anything worthwhile, so we'll just skip that. <laughs> 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 no. Dancers at level 77 get presto. Uh, <laughs> of your next step and grant you an additional finishing move. Now, I want to go a little bit on the ability delay and effect duration on this one. The delay is 15 seconds, and if you know anything about dancers, each step takes 15 seconds in delay, too. So, pretty much you'll be using Presto with every step you do, <laughs> which is pretty powerful, assuming, assuming Presto is worth it. Uh, they also get Divine Bolts 2 at 78. Nice. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Long overdue. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. No, that that really, I mean, that really brings up the effectiveness level of Dancer. It yeah. really does. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. Sure. They also gain another flourish with Climatic Flourish at 80 and allows you to deal critical hits and requires at least one finishing move. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Dancers were able to deal critical hits <laughs> before... <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking but... this might enforce critical hits. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like it. Like kind of, kind of like a mini mighty strikes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, either that or perhaps a greatly increased chance to critical hit, like uh, like saber dance, but for fifty percent critical hit more. Yeah, that maybe maybe mm-hmm. could go either way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And finally, scholars get Libra at level seventy six. Examines the target's enmity level. I'm unsure why that matters. Enmity level, like, <laughs> yeah. How much, how much hate they have, scholars can now look. At. <laughs> yeah, because I know what I mean. What we attack really depends on their enmity, right? What? <laughs> what is? What exactly is it going to tell us? That's what I'm kind of like. Like clearly, Anero, it's going to tell you the target's enmity level. <laughs> See, it would be nice if they told us the target's enmity level relative to the people who are hitting it. You well, know, it might you don't know? Again, it, could. That it could. Uh, uh, to see who's next on the hate list, so you could get DDs to back back off if you need to. I don't know. I know. I, I, I mean, sense, I guess. I mean, but. if you if you get a if you get kind of a a, a number uh, like a numerical value attached to each person as well. I mean, that's a lot that's going to be scrolling down the chat list of the scholar and, yeah, and no one else. Be like, who's next on the list? And this goes like, oh, I don't know. I got to scroll up. Oh, so and so. And then by then, the enemy list has changed anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm yeah, not good point. <laughs> not entirely sure what this is for or yeah, how it works, but. Very interested to see it. I'll I'll tell you that. Okay, so uh, what el- what it's, else we got here? It's definitely unique. Um, adjustments have been made to the following job abilities and traits. Beastmasters now get six new creatures with Call Beast by using the following items: Cunning Brain Broth, Lucky Carrot Broth, Deep Bed Soil, Wool Grease, Vermi Humus, and Dancing Herbal Broth. 
Obviously, we're not hunting juxtapositions for the cunning brain broth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I have lucky carrot deep sea. (laughs) You know, as much as I hated leveling Beastmaster, it makes me happy to see Deep Bed Solo because that is definitely an HQ Fungwar familiar. And Fungwars are awesome and they needed an HQ Fungwar. So even though I hate the job, that makes me happy. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Vicky Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, a little Beastmaster. (laughs) Beastmaster job trait Beast Affinity can now increase pets' levels to a maximum of 80. The level requirement for the Samurai Sekanoki has been decreased from 60 to 40, meaning it is subbable. Yay! That's awesome! That's insane. That's awesome! Everyone just, can self-skill chain now. That's definitely, I, that's definitely a way to make everyone not just be like, oh my god, Sam's the only one that's ever worth anything. Because now any DD, you know, can skill chain her. True. No, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Will we actually see skill chains and magic bursts return? No. No, no, definitely not. No, I don't think so. No. Thank you. <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> The Dragoon ability, Spirit Link, will now transfer half of the Wyvern's TP to its master. See, I'm honestly not sure how to think about that. Because, like, when you use a weapon skill, your Wyvern uses their weapon skill right away. So, you'd have to use it before you have TP, but I don't know. If your Wyvern has 200 TP and you're, for some odd reason... Like yeah, but see, if, if your wyvern has the time to get 200 TP, then I'm sure you have TP as well. So I'm not really sure. I mean, it's nice, but I'm not really sure the point. Maybe uh, the wyvern should sub samurai for a second nookie. Then it could <laughs> skill change for the... I don't know. Moving on. Corsair ability. Double up will now extend a roll's duration to 10 minutes if the produced number is 11. That's awesome. Yay! Straight up awesome. Yay! The dancer ability Cure Waltz can now be performed on non-party members. Very that awesome. Yay! Awesome. That's great. You know what that that's is- going to do for me Dancer's in Dynamis? usefulness has just, like, tripled because of this update. Dude, yeah. yeah. No, Dancer seriously got, got pimped in this update. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> that, that was a... Will you look at this, a- next, this next one? Yeah, the next one's huge. <laughs> The dual-wield job trait is now available to dancers at level 20, with varying degrees of mastery increasing stages thereafter. Very, very nice. Yes. And as we'll see with a lot of the new gear from going up to 80, a lot of the gear increases or enhances the dual-wield and dancers can equip it. So it's Yeah. I'm curious, Onelia, about dancer... When when you when dancers have sub ninja in the past, is it just for the dual weapons or is it for the shadows? Well, it's mostly for the dual wield because you know if you don't build TP fast enough, you, right, you right. can't do your abilities. And dual wield definitely, you know, that doubles that. So shadows right. are also nice because I do tend to pull a lot of hate when I'm divine waltzing. Yeah, definitely a lot. <laughs> I end up tanking a lot. So. <laughs> And finally, the Scholar Ability Ascension will not affect the white magic spell Haste. Yet, yeah. <laughs> oh. boo! Cue the boo! A lot of people disappointed. A lot of people disappointed and know. kind I'm, of kind I'm of pissed about that. In it. I, I feel like Haste Ga would break the game, honestly. Yeah, Haste Ga. I mean, really, guys, come on now. Well, it's available to Summoner. 
Yeah, but it's not as strong. Once every how long? It is. Yeah, it is exactly as strong now. It is fifteen percent. It is the same oh, strength, and right. I, I wouldn't have minded hmm. like if it would, um, if it was just like within the party, maybe that would have been quote unquote not overpowered. But the fact that haste could be targeted outside the party—that means a scholar, like after you know, a scholar with sub white mage could literally haste an entire alliance. I'm probably sure that's why they did it yeah well yeah. with all you red mages qqing this update you'll probably get haste guy at like 98 i mean yeah <laughs> it's a little bit farther off there but you'll probably be the only ones with haste guy outside of a sumner yeah see you know, i think habits. so too and that way if they added as a spell it would be party only instead of alliance yeah so. exactly right yeah that would make sense i wouldn't be we'll surprised stop about that We'll stop QQing when we see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, moving on. We have job traits. Delicious, delicious job traits. Uh, The first on our list is critical attack bonus, which improves the power of critical hits. Warrior and thieves get this at level 78, with dancers trailing behind at level 80. Very nice. Uh, Critical defense bonus improves defense against critical hits. We have Paladin at 79 and Bard at 80? Uh, by pulling. The, for by, pulling. By the, time, <laughs> by the time the crit defense bonus kicks in, they are dead. Yeah, why doesn't the Bard have shadows up if you're pulling? <laughs> yeah, but that's real nice for Paladin. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninjas and Dancers get Tactical Parry at 77, which grants... Bonus TP when pairing an attack. That's huge for dancers. I mean, that's Ninja, that's, that's pretty that's cool, too. For ninja. Yeah, that's awesome. But for yeah. dancers, I think that that's huge, especially with the TP bonus. Yes. Oh, yeah. I parry a lot, so that's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I read that ninjas were kind of upset that they didn't get tactical evasion. Yeah. But the way, the way I see it is... Ninjas oh. evade so much, that would be, like, insane. <laughs> yeah. Before, you didn't get any TP when pairing attacks, so now that you get some, it's basically a free meal. I mean, don't complain, you know? Fair enough, yeah. Uh, Going along with that, Tactical Guard, Monks at 77, and Puppets at 80. They get bonus TP when guarding an attack. That's awesome. That's good. See, another thing that might uh, help Monks to potentially be a tank. That's true. 99. You never know. Uh, shield defense bonus. Palins get this at 77, and then warriors get it at level 80. Reduces damage taken when blocking an attack with a shield. Heck Ooh. yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Loving Palin right now. Love, love, love. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not sure a warrior will ever use this, but a paladin for sure. Well, they have another job trait, so later on, so we'll see. But uh, before that, Stout Servant. Uh, this reduces damage taken by pets, and beasts and puppet masters get this at level 78. And for some reason, bards. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be cool if Summoner had that, though. Make it a little soul. Or Dragoon. They both have pets, too. Yeah, but But, Dragoon pet doesn't usually take that much damage unless it's an AoE. Well, there you go. They could reduce AoE damage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, true shot for rangers at 78 grants a damage bonus to ranged attacks performed at an appropriate distance. 
Wonder what that appropriate distance and, like, is. Doesn't they already have something like that in place? Like, if you stand at a certain distance, you do more damage? Yes, they yeah. do. So, I so. I, I'm wondering how so this not, is different. Yeah. Now you get more. More. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess. Why not? At 78, it just gets stronger. Uh, Blood Boon for summoners at 60. Occasionally cuts down the MP cost of blood-packed abilities. Does not affect abilities that require astral flow. It's interesting they put it up 60. Is this good? I guess. Yeah. It's conserve yeah, it I mean, It's conserve MP. Yeah, it's conserve MP when you're using a blood pact. So are they trying, I mean, are basically they trying to encourage the use of avatars more? Because it doesn't yeah. affect the perpetuation cost, but right. it, it's just making those blood pact abilities a little bit more effective. So I, I just, it seems, it seems like they're like a lot of these abilities are trying to encourage a dual role. Um, and, and, you know, with summoners, it's either like, okay, we're either going to use your pet for DOT or you're going to be healing. And so I was just curious if maybe you think that this is, uh, trying to accomplish, you know, maybe put them in a little bit of a healing role or a support role and have that avatar out at the same time. So it's, it's good for end game. Like I've played summoner a lot of things like Odin and things. And I mean, your MP goes on really fast because you're a huge chunk of the damage. So every time your recast is up, you're sending out Garuda or Leviathan. And so, I mean, your MP gets down really quickly. So this definitely help okay all right no then that that clears that up all right fair enough um next is the skill chain bonus samurais get this at 78 but dancers get this at 45 but why it's subable at 90 i i don't know but Mm -hmm. okay all right all right subable at 90 i can kind of get that but it's just like dancers don't really use you know, don't really use uh, use weapon skills all that often, do they? It sounds like it's just for sub. Okay. My, like, that's what it sounds like to me. Okay. All right. When I'm in a group, I spend most of my time healing. When I'm by myself, I do a lot of self-skill change. So. Got, okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, this is, uh, next one is Fencer. Uh, increases the rate of critical hits when wielding with the main hand only. Grants a TP bonus to weapon skills. Okay, I gotta interject right here. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna uh, say, Red Mages, please don't start subbing Warrior. Please. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. It's uh, I'm gonna list the available jobs for this. It's available at Warrior level 45 and Beast level 80. It's an ability called Fencer, and the one job that mainly wields fencing-type weapons that is called a duelist in, his, in, in their relics does not get the ability. They may get this past 80, because this is all... Yeah. Only stuff below eighty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Age ninety trait, please. It's I don't know. Just possible. Red mages are going to try to justify having warrior and fighting, but I'm going to say this will not make you a better melee. Don't think that it will. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> he is very anti frontline men. Red but, mage, we understand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, it says it says when wielding with the main hand only, like main hand is equipped with a weapon. Offhand is offhand. offhand is unequipped or equipped with a shield. I would assume a shield. Yeah, I would assume just not another weapon. But I wonder if, if that empty, means that'd be just terrible. But then I wonder if that it probably doesn't count two-handed weapons then, right? Yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Because I mean, it's still only in your main slot, but right. it technically uses two hands. I don't right. know. It, We're going to need feeling, some testing on that. The, the, Warriors, yeah, get on it. Yeah. The, the, 
my theory of this is okay. They're trying to boost dual wield a little bit uh, because now it's going to be more accessible with dual wield three from Sub Ninja later on down the line. They've enhanced the two handed weapons. Now it's time for someone who's wielding one hand to get a little bit of a boost. God, this is going to take so much parsing to figure out if Fencer is active or not. Just because, I mean, how do you really tell other than other than sitting down with a parser and really parsing your data? Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, continuing on. On game now. <laughs> oh, it's up. Oh, but I still, I still have five hours left in the update. Oh well. <laughs> oh. Moving game. on. Moving on. We get conserved TP. Dragoons get this at forty-five, meaning subable. Uh, dancers will get this at seventy-seven, and rangers will get this at eighty. This will occasionally cut down the TP cost of weapon skills. Neat. Neat. It's cool. Awesome. That's. I mean, that's really awesome for Dragoon. I gotta say. Yeah. I, I could just imagine, you know, dancer using a weapon skill and only being like cut down fifty percent as opposed to the full hundred percent, and then being able to immediately cure. That's amazing. Dancer really yeah. got a lot this update. You know, I yeah, we did. Yeah, I, we did. I would have. I would have liked to for Dark Knight to have been put under conserve TP instead of this next one. Well, you know what? Hey, you get this. You get occult Akumen, which is dark forty five subable, and scholar seventy eight, and you get a bonus TP when dealing damage with elemental or dark magic. <laughs> See, so you want to cast yeah. some more. Why does Scholar need TP? Uh, so they can use uh, spirit attack with staff. <laughs> that makes a, that's a good point. Yeah, why? Why? Scholar? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't understand the Scholar thing, but I'll tell you. I will do with the new weapon skill. I will tell you right now. I hope that drain damage counts in that dark magic category because if it doesn't, this oh, then that would be sweet. This is never going to get used ever. I mean, maybe well, I don't know. I'm going to check out the effectiveness with tier threes, but I don't really hold out a whole lot of hope. I think drain is the only damaging dark magic there is, right? Bio. Yeah, bio. Oh, I can't make my my. Direct damage part of bio do more than zero damage, so <laughs> I don't consider that. Moving on. Magic burst bonus. We get Black Mage at 45, Scholar at 79, and Ninja at 80. <laughs> Ninja <laughs> start casting. Uh, <laughs> some of this shit makes no sense, and Ninja level 80 <laughs> for magic burst bonus is one of them. Uh, what the hell? Okay. Square Dear Amelies, cast more. Love Square Enix. <laughs> Square Enix just needs to delete Ninja. They just, just stop beating around the bush. It's okay, Ninjas. I understand your pain. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to cast either. <laughs> uh, white Mages at 50 will gain Divine Benison. Quicken spellcasting for status, ailment, recovery, magic. And also grants a bonus to enmity reduction. It's also yummy, yummy deer meat. No, no. Venison. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Divine. Would that be like holy deer? <laughs> I killed the white elk. <laughs> okay. And lastly, and probably leastly, we get resist amnesia at beast and puppet master at 15 and corsair at 30. 
And it that, gives you a slight resistance, resistance to amnesia. Okay, this is the one uh, resist trait that I would have expected Dancer to get that it didn't get. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we got spoiled rotten, I know that. <laughs> Why didn't we get... It, it's nice that Core got that one, but... Yeah, I can... Yeah, Core, that is real nice. And, I mean, I guess... Well, I guess Pup and Beast. It, well, when Pup, when you think, yeah, Pup and Beast, like really, if their if their job abilities aren't accessible, I, then they're really, really, really up boned. Creek. Up a creek. Yeah, and really. Corsairs, you don't want Corsairs not being able to use their job abilities because you know then you don't get your rolls. But then again, keep in mind that this is also a resist trait, and that it's only going to proc when you're PvPing. Which is exactly never. Well, you know what? When, um, when the when the other jobs cast amnesia, I'm yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to magical spells, we have uh, new magic spells added for a white mage. They get cure six at level eighty. Woo! Uh, woohoo! That's going to be fun. More HP and more MP. It's probably going to be very MP inefficient. And very mm. hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. On that. Yeah. If it works like Cure 5, maybe it'll be a little less hate. That's well, usually cool. the even numbers, 2, 4, 6, that, that generates a lot more enmity than the, than the odd numbers. Uh, white mages will also get... Protect 5 at 76, Red Mages at 77, and Scholars at 80. But Ooh, something all- to use uh, Ascension with. <laughs> That's true. That's pretty cool, though. The uh, Another Protect. And, and I only show. wonder, though, how that's going to compare to the Merited Protection. If you have to fully merit it to match the spell, or if the, the Merited spell is more than the single spell. Sure that's a really good question, especially... My- my guess in this is it's going to be Protect 5 that you're casting your, to yourself no merits is going to be the equivalent of 1 out of 5 Protect 5 from uh, Protect Draw 5 from White Mage. That's what it's, I well, assume. One, one merit out of Protect 5 is only like 2 defense. It's not a whole lot. Protect really 5 isn't. really isn't worth it unless it's fully merited. Hmm. So, I'm not really even sure. Then it's, even then it's debatable, isn't it? Only like plus 15 after that? Fully merited? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a whole lot. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, white mages only will get shell five at seventy six, and bar amnesia for red mage at seventy eight, and bar amnesia for white mage at seventy eight. Thank you, Square Enix, because I, I'm so worried about my convert and composure timers being interrupted <laughs> by bar uh, by amnesia. Well, it's, hey. it's, I mean, it's nice, though, because in the, in the past, amnesia has always been, you know, once it's on, it's stuck on. And now it sounds like you'll be able to resist and maybe someday even get rid of it with the spell. So, yeah, yeah. The, it, 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 yeah that's, it's nice for them to, to have introduced this new status ailment that we're not used to. But now, as we're increasing in levels, we're able to kind of, uh, you know... Uh, Combat it. Somewhat. Right. Exa- yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, in terms of black magic, black mages at 77 will learn stone 5, as well as scholars at 79 when they're in adam black, addendum black, there we go. Uh, And water 5 will be available to black mages at 80, and asper 2 is given to dark knights at 78. 
That's awesome. Uh, I am all for Asper 2. That's pretty cool. I am liking the fact that tier 5s are finally becoming accessible to nukers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's pretty awesome. Indeed. Um, bards? Bards are pretty good with this update. They're getting three whole new songs. Full oh, Requiem 7 at 76. Army's Paeon at 78. Or that's uh, Paeon 6, by the way. And Knight's Mini Min at 5 at level 80. So there you go. Get on nothing the- that we care about. Yeah. Oh, oh. You at, give us a march. Give us something. Give us a <laughs> HP. HP. <laughs> yeah. Meh. Woo. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ninjas get Jujutsu. Aishi uh, Ichi. Aisha. Aisha. No, that's an A in the front. It's clearly an <laughs> Aishi Ichi 78. <laughs> and this I have. Uses Ninja Tool. So she. So, no, 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 no. So shit. So shit. There we go. <laughs> I we have... have learned this lowers the attack of mobs. Yes. By use of this spell. Okay. Well, I, that's all right, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, more jobs. Feebling ninjas. Yeah, yeah, ninjas. More jobs <laughs> can learn the following spells: white magic. Um, paladins will now learn shell four at level eighty. Finally, and, and phalanx for paladins at level seventy-seven, and Heck I know, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Pretty, uh, pretty excited about that. That is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Get your uh, enhancing sets rolling with that one. Uh, red mages get regen two at seventy-six, which is also very yeah, that's very awesome. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's the one thing about this I really like. Yeah, that's that's Red Mage's update region. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, it it is triple duration with composure. So just imagine how much MP we our hit points we get back for the MP we spend. A lot, I guess. I don't know. I'll, maybe, moving on. Black Whoa, Red Mage. Mage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there, couldn't resist. Here you go, Dark Knight. You get Stone three at seventy six and Water three at eighty. Wall dark night. Ooh. <laughs> use your job Tier, I mean, you know, like I don't know. It, tier threes aren't horrible. They if are I, if I actually you. if I actually cap my elemental magic, then they won't be horrible. They will be horrible when red mages get stone four at seventy seven, water four at eighty. Shazam! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. I, pretty much everyone got the next tier in elemental magic, so. Mm-hmm. And uh, blue mages are gimp, so we'll just ignore that. No, <laughs> okay, ring three. <laughs> I was just going on with riddle me this, but now um, blue mages or new blue magic spells have been added. I don't have that list in front of me. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that that list is, and I don't think it's that important. But I mean, in the picture, we see the uh, uh, with the knoll ability. Healing. Yeah, there is a, there is a list somewhere on here. There's a couple healing spells. And is there like anything that. that's just incredible or no? I don't remember. I mean, all right, then I mean, we'll uh, yes, actually, so I'm not really sure. Actually, they basically got their own refresh and their own regen spells. Then they, um, they also got they, uh, another haste spell too, didn't they? All right. Um, I have actually 
I don't have. I have the spell. Uh, no, no, that's weaponless. Never no, mind. Just forget um, it. Just move on. Not important. Not that important. Let's move Whatever. Just, yeah, forget it. It's just blue mage. Lol, blue mage. <laughs> Hello, blue. <laughs> blue mage is totally not red at all. Suckers. Sorry. All right. Continuing on. White magic spell Aquaveal will now guard against spell interruption uh, a set number of times. Uh, so now this would. This is actually pretty interesting because. Most people would complain that Aquaville is basically useless, and now that this would give it kind of like a stone skin effect where you would not be interrupted X number of times getting hit. But there is a gear combination that some jobs could utilize to get over 100% spell interruption rate down. And so basically Square Enix is now nerfing it by making it an intended effect, I guess. Well, there you go. For much, for much uh, as I complained about that, it is interesting to see if this works on spells that would normally are be interrupted, or is it just it's going to protect you against a certain number of hits? I think it's just a certain number of hits, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is like a buff to everyone else who never bothered to get spell interruption rate down because no one ever saw in a, a thing. I never did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but now you can put Aquaville back up and you then can get your shadows. And put it on a paladin. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I mm-hmm. guess. Dirty paladins. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to more red mage tanking nerfs. Enmity generation for the following spells has been adjusted. Sleep, sleep two, dispel, blind, blind two, alowal, and bind. Well, I think that that would actually be a good thing. It is, it is. but... In the end game scene, uh, people have been using red mage tanks for a while now, and now they can't basically because Square Enix nerfed the Emnity generate generation. Lol, get a real tank. Lol. <laughs> Paladin, go go. Pretty much, it's nerfed for people who abused it, and now it helps everyone else. Woohoo! Moving on to a not very detailed list, we have several <laughs> new weapon skills have been added. You can uh, you can see uh, there was that video that uh, uh, Square Enix had put out on the Play Online webpage a little while ago um, that uh, that kind of shows off these new weapon skills. But I mean, you know, with this, I mean, the servers have just opened up probably within you know within the course of of recording this so really nobody knows uh how effective these are what kind of uh what kind of um uh uh stat effects that they have or you know what what stats boost am i uh, i'm not i'm not remembering my terminology very well but anyway we don't know much about them so we can't really talk a whole lot about them all we could tell you is their names and that's they've just, been added yeah they're there Moving on, we have new adversaries have been added to the Voidwalker Notorious Monster quests accessible through the Rulu Gardens NPC Aseum Nabium. So all of you staffers that were saying it's time to do VNMs, I just proved you wrong. (laughs) (laughs) In addition, level restrictions have been lifted from the following areas. Um, COP areas. Yeah, pretty much yeah, the COP right. areas. Uh, moving moving on, we have the distribution and level of certain monsters have been adjusted in the following areas. 
uh, COP areas plus Bibiki Bay, Ulagad Range, and Misriokseksi Coast. <laughs> Misro Coast. Take that, all you French people. I, I butcher your language. <laughs> Level restrictions imposed upon chains of Promathia missions. Battlefields have been lifted. COP nerve. I'm pretty sure that is very new and no one has ever heard about that discussion (laughs) at all. Just remember that Pet Food Alpha will be releasing an episode a couple of weeks after this update is kind of, you know, settled in. So everyone kind of has a has a chance to check everything out and then we're going to go back and revisit the topic of the chains of Promathia uh mission battlefield restriction uh uh being lifted and the and uh of course on the zones as well. So uh make sure to watch uh Pet Food Alpha for that episode. Uh to go along with that, the level 75 restriction has been lifted on battlefields. Doesn't really say which battlefields, but Battlefields with that restriction have been lifted. A cap has been placed on upon status enhancements granted by certain food items. Yeah. Alrighty. I guess that's a food nerf, but <laughs> maybe not. I thought most of the food items already had a cap, so I don't know what they yeah, so they're capping. I don't know either. I, I beats me. But uh, but that takes care of uh, the uh, the uh, battle related adjustments there. So uh, yeah, it was a pretty small pretty small update. So yeah. So moving on to item related, Nee, how about you tell us about uh, some of the item related adjustments? Okay. Well, we have several new pieces of equipment that have been added. And there are pages and pages of this stuff. Oh, yeah. There is so much equipment that's been added. I want to take a few minutes and talk about some of these standout pieces of gear. Uh, I made a small list here. Um, pretty gimp. Not very worth it at all. Oh, man. Uh, the, the clout boots. So many. The clout boots. Defense 22. HP minus 22. Strength plus 9. Store TP minus 7. Uh, and that's for Warrior, Thief, Paladin. Dark Beast, Bard, and Dragoon at level 79. That's definitely the most strength that you can get on your feet. Or no, no. Does that beat end feet or no? I can't remember. I don't know what end feet is off the top of my head. Is that 7? I don't, I don't remember. Ah, I fail. should know this. Um, here's, here's, here's an interesting one. The uh, Tatune Subligar, defense 34, strength plus 8. That's definitely the most strength that you can get on your legs. Accuracy minus 10, evasion minus 10. And that's uh, for Warrior, Red Mage, Thief, Paladin, Dark Knight, Beastmaster, Bard, Range, Sam, Ninja, Dragoon, Blue, Core, and Dancer at level 78. Um, and it looks like more underwear subligars. So here's Yay! your, here's your eight strength, but you get to look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> a sexy idiot. <laughs> uh, the Hayafok mitts, uh, defense 19 strength plus 13. That's awesome. Ooh, Dex wow. minus four, accuracy minus eight, all hands uh, level 80. That's for Warrior, Monk, Red Mage, Thief, Paladin, Dark Knight, Beastmaster, Bard, Sam, Ninja, Dragoon, Blue Mage, Corsair, and Dancer. 
But that's not th here. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. The Grim Curus Defense 64. Strength plus 15. Attack Ooh. plus 30. Physical damage taken minus 5%. Magic damage taken plus 5%. And that's uh, body piece uh, for Warrior, Paladin, and Dark Knight at level 80. Um, I mean, oh. and it, the list goes on. It feels like a lot of his gear is just like minus accuracy plus strength and haste. So it's great, it's great weird. weapon skill pieces. Not only on the melee side, but there's a lot of interesting things on the mage side too. Uh, Serpentine Sabbat's boots uh, give a uh, defense four, HP thirteen, MP thirteen. Daytime adds refresh effect. Nighttime adds regen effect. The set. Re uh, gives cure potency the other piece that you can equip with this does the exact opposite it will give you nighttime re refresh and daytime regen and also it gives you the set effect on it um there's also a set of four or of six stabs that are available that seem to run along the lines of new elemental staffs and they're all level 80 equipped so it's things you should watch it look out for hmm all right, here's here's one. I got another one for you. The Varagrin Helm, or the Varagin Helm, which is the f***ing Viking Helm. <laughs> Defense 35, strength plus 12. Uh, some <clears throat> elemental on there, plus 20. I don't have the actual thing. It's just kind of the... Uh, but accuracy minus 20, attack plus 24, uh, and it's a headpiece, level 78 for warrior, paladin, dark, beastmaster, samurai, ninja, and dragoon. Again, these are great, great... You know, some you know, some, especially these melee pieces uh, are really, real. Some of these are really fantastic weapon skill pieces. Uh, as long as you don't like to hit your weapon skills, as long as you like to whiff a lot, because you're right. You're, <laughs> you're perfect right. for Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I know it does, doesn't it? But there is a lot of accuracy down in some of these, which which I actually think is okay in some instances where you know uh, an accuracy down. Uh, when when it comes to a weapon skill, may not be as as detrimental when it comes to you know like a a, a dot accuracy sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there is some stuff to play with. I like this one too, the Ferox Visor, which is defense twenty five, dex plus four, double attack plus two. I like that double attack, uh, and that's a headpiece at level seventy six for warrior, red mage, paladin, dark knight, beastmaster, ranger, samurai, dragoon, and blue mage. Um, there's also this this interesting set of headpieces that grant uh, weapon skill, not not a weapon skill, but they grant skill in a weapon uh, class, like hand hand or um, I, you know sword or uh, great axe. Uh, you know these those are some very interesting pieces uh, as well to to come along with this update. So very very another in notable interesting uh, stuff. Another notable mage piece is the Arcane ro Robe, a uh, rare exclusive body. Uh, defense 51, MP 30, Intelligence 10, Mind 10, adds refresh effect, level 80, White Mage, Black Mage, Red Mage, Bard, Summoner, Blue Mage, Puppet Master, and Scholar. It's like Ooh. a step up from the Morgan's Robe. <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. At least in some aspects. Yeah. Um, there are also some of these straps are pretty cool, uh, the, the fast cast straps. Um, yep. Those those are definitely awesome for mages. Um, There's a lot of items Zodiac that ring? go on your ammo slot that are give wicked bonuses. Just really? ridiculous. I haven't seen any of these yet. No, me either. 
one for scholar that gives plus enfeebling, enhancing, and elemental skill plus four, equipable on the actual uh, ammo slot. Wow. Wow. Um, the Zodiac Ring I mentioned earlier, it's MP25, but depending on the day, it uh, enhances elemental magic. So, say, on Ice Day, it will enhance your ice elemental magic. Huh. That's interesting. A lot of mm-hmm. these are coming out with, with these huge bonuses. It's going to be weird to see which ones, uh, which pieces of gear we've been working on for years is outdated and which ones aren't. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that there will be a BG thread all about it. <laughs> So so that's just kind of an overview of some of the items that we got with this update. Um, so, uh, you know, there are full lists. You can uh, check out the list that we've been looking at here. Um, and uh, once again, you can find that URL in our show notes portion for this episode. Um, so uh, getting kind of back on to the update, uh, what else we got here, uh, Ni? Okay, we got uh, new synthesis recipes that have been added. Yay. Uh, the- Yay! No details, of course. Uh, the following revisions have been made to the Synergy system. Uh, the Synergy skill cap level has been raised to 70 Artesian. New Synergy Enthusiast NPCs have been added to teach Synergy recipes to players. A new item has been added to allow players to remove the single most recently etched aperture. Signed items may now be used in Synergy ingredients, but... in th- Inserting a signed item into a Synergy Furnace will instantly erase its signature. Mm. An issue in which certain large fish could not be used as Synergy ingredients has been addressed. <laughs> and several new Synergy recipes have been added. Uh, you, can see, you can see all of those recipes if you go to the Play Online update notes. We're not going to go through them all because there's a lot a lot a lot a lot so uh yeah we can uh, but you know you know that grim curious that grim curious that is the synergy piece <sighs> cool <laughs> Straight, that's artisan rank too yeah yeah it's all the way up there so uh yeah uh that's just something to, to uh, that just kind of caught my eye as i was just you know looking through here so oh we also synergy Yes, energy. I've tried a little bit. I may get back into it. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, Evolith may now be sold to merchant NPCs. Hopefully Evolith. they've added Evolith that's worth a damn. I've got a couple that I'm holding on to, but for the most part, I've tossed them. I've yeah, I've got, I, I've got two that haven't been bad. They haven't been great, but they haven't been bad. So, mm-hmm. And uh, Evolith may now be traded to outpost traders as well. Uh, the following items have been added to the list of ammunition that can be bundled as a quiver or pouch. Um, antlion arrows, darkling bolts, fusion bolts, dwemer bullets, and Oberon bullets. Uh, Should be noticed bag- that hmm? darkling bolts are the equivalent of holy bolts for dark element. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, take advantage of that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. A tool bag for carrying large quantities of Soshi has been added. And the following items may now be entrusted to the item storage NPC. The Odin statue, the Alexander statue, Kabuto Kazari, Katana Kazari, dinner jacket, chocobo beret, and dinner hose. All right, and that takes care of most of the item-related stuff there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's some other, uh, you know, things that, that are mentioned, you know, uh, stuff that we don't really have to go over. Like they change the, the title screen. Hooray. 
Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that's the best update. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are some uh, some known issues. Uh, under certain circumstances, the game may freeze when attempting to enter Walk of Echoes as a temporary workaround for this issue. Years, users who have not installed the Treasures of Ottergon expansion will be unable to warp to the Walk of Echoes. So if you don't have TOAU, eh, you're shit out of luck. Uh, at least <laughs> at least for now. Um, and then uh, for the English language version, uh, the quest log for the Abyssia Tarangi quest in which uh, Kupipi asks the uh, player to slay one of five notorious monsters uh, will not display properly. Uh, and the item referred to as tarnished pincer in dialogue chat will appear as uh, shriveled pincer in the inventory menu. And in the PlayStation 2 version of the game, a blackout may occur during cutscenes of the quest Face of the Future. Players will be able to proceed in the quest by logging out and logging back in. And one of the addressed issues, the following item has been renamed to alleviate confusion. Ilm Long Sub is now a full long sub, which I think is the most important change that we've seen. <laughs> oh, I in do this too. Update. I was really confused on that one. I was. Yeah, I was pretty confused with that too. <laughs> Losing I, sleep, I, I, I still am, am confused. I, but I, I am so disappointed in Square Enix. Where are my job-specific emotes? Yeah, I know, right? Didn't they mention that? Recently? They did, yeah. they did, but they mentioned that at uh, at at Vonifest. They didn't mention that with this. And they said they were considering, not that they yeah. were doing it. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure that we'll see it, and I'm sure we'll see it eventually. But they've got a lot of jobs to to program emotes for. I mean, you know. When you think about it, what's a what's a Beastmaster's emote going to be? Yeah, I don't you know. I really don't want to know. <laughs> it depends uh, on what pet you have out of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, no. Well, hopefully, we'll see some of those uh, those job specific emotes in the future. Um, but uh, that's really it for this uh, for this edition of Limit Breaking News. I want to thank all of our guests, uh, Vicky, Juxta, Hearist, and Nelia. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging out and uh, and going through the information of this update. Uh, make sure you uh, register on our forums, uh, www.limitbreakradio.com. Uh, I'm told as I was sitting here by zero that uh, some of the uh, the uh, character uh, info has been updated to account for level 80 and the new ranks of synergy. Um, so if you use our character, uh, our, uh, our character mod, uh, a forum character mod system, uh, I do. you can, uh, you can keep up to date through that as well. Um, also, uh, you can definitely check us out on iTunes, leave us reviews on iTunes, uh, and make sure you check out, uh, Riddle Me This, our newest show to the Limit Break Radio Network. Uh, it's an endgame podcast. I promise you that you will like it, even if you don't do endgame, unless you're a blue mage, in which case uh, oh, there's there's damn. no help for you. I was going to say that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, definitely, definitely check out Riddle Me This. Hopefully, we'll see more from them in the future. Season two of He Says She Says was just recently announced. Uh, we're going to be uh, we're anxiously awaiting who the new 
uh, uh, host for He Says, She Says is uh, Tom Tu. Uh, hopefully, we'll plan to announce that here sometime shortly. Uh, he Says, She Says also now uh, found on Facebook. And make sure you uh, become a fan of He Says, She Says and Limit Break Radio on Facebook, which at the time of recording this, we have 423 fans. So the... Mo- uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the ball has kept rolling, and uh, and so uh, we got some momentum. Keep signing up, keep becoming a, a, a fan on Facebook, and uh, write us uh, write us some email. Let us know what you think of this update. Uh, that's hosts at limitbreakradio.com. Uh, episode 54 of Limit Break Radio uh, going to be uh, recorded here, hopefully fairly shortly. Uh, so uh, make sure you look for more from us coming up in the next couple of weeks. Once again, I want to thank everyone, Juxtaposition, Vicky, Hearist, and Nelia for joining me today. For Limit Breaking News, I'm a Nero. Keep listening. Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadeal are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 